0: Hey, guys, if you hadn't heard, sports betting is now live in Massachusetts. We're passing along this awesome promo for new DraftKings customers. Deposit and place a $5 wager on any sport to get $200 added to your account in bonus bets. Guaranteed. Use our code BASTARDS at sign up to redeem. Using our promo code BASTARDS is a great way to support the pod. So if you don't yet have a DraftKings account, do us a solid and sign up with code BASTARDS and place that first bet. New customers only. 21 plus and physically present in Massachusetts. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-327-5050. Valid. One offer per customer. Minimum $5 deposit and $5 wager required. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets and expire seven days after being awarded. See full terms at DraftKings.com. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever and wherever it is that you are listening to us, we want to thank you in advance we as fans have always appreciated your input as fellow fans when you're happy we're happy when you're upset we are too but sometimes we're just a little bit more honest we are the bastards of boston baseball you can find us on twitter at bastards underscore boston i'm your host charlie smith coming to you from providence rhode island you can find me on twitter at smith underscore mlb our other host for this episode are Terry Cushman coming to us from Myrtle Beach in South Carolina by way of Wyndham, Maine, and Cody Paulson coming to us from Houston, Texas, by way of Ponte Vedra, Florida. Cody, how are things going, and where can the fans find you on Twitter?
1: They can find me at the Cody Paulson on Twitter. That's P-A-U-L-S-E-N. Come interact with me. Come yell at me. Come talk with me. Always open to, to having a discussion about baseball or
0: anything that might be on your mind. How are you doing tonight, Charlie? Uh, no complaints. You know, it was uh, a pretty nice weekend, and you know, looking forward to some more baseball. We obviously have a pretty exciting series coming our way, uh, but let's not forget our third part of the party here. Terry, how are you doing, and where can the fans find you on Twitter?
2: Doing good. They can find me at CushmanMLB, MLB, and as always, like and subscribe to. Apple Podcast, Spotify, wherever you listen. It helps us out immensely. Excellent. So with tonight's episode, we are going to do another
0: fan favorite, the Totally Legit or Calling the Cops segment. So leading this one off, we've got one right here, Red Sox related. The current Red Sox offense is sustainable in its current state. Is this Totally Legit or Calling the Cops? Cody?
1: For me, I think this one's totally legit. Um, you know, in years past, I think we've grown accustomed to we get a couple of base runners on here and there, but we're waiting for that three run knock, right? We're waiting to do damage with the long ball. Uh, and it was kind of a feast or famine. Now, granted, you know, the, the lineups in your past, I think, might have been a little bit more star studded, a little bit deeper just by names alone. Uh, so we could survive by that. Clearly, you know, four championships over the last 20 years, for lack of um, better math. Proves it, um, but the offense that we're kind of trotting out on the field right now, I think, is is a little bit different. You know, it, it tastes a little bit different, looks a little bit different, but it is sustainable, right? It's not necessarily going to be relying on the same guys to drive in 100, 120 runs a year. You know, the Manny's, the Ortiz's, the Lowell's um, of, of years past. Uh, you know, any given night, it could just be a guy getting a base knock, a double here. You know, Cassis was the guy that uh, had the RBI double that scored. Kike in the second inning, if I'm not mistaken, and then one yard later, you know. So the fact that the the offense comes from any spot one to nine is is a bit different. Something that we're not necessarily accustomed to. The whole aspect is to put pressure on the defense, put the balls in play, work long at bats, get into the get into the bullpen earlier. I definitely think it's something um, that has a recipe for success and and can take us into October. You know, if if we stay to it,
2: Terry. I'm going to have to call the cops on that one. If if you could tell me this second that Adam Duvall is only going to miss a minimal amount of time, I would probably say that that's totally legit. But only having two viable right-handed bats that are of impact, one Kike Hernandez, the other Justin Turner, I just have a lot of concerns going forward. Even one of our top prospects, uh, Emmanuel Valdez, also a lefty. So that's probably why they're calling up Dahlbeck, because he's a righty bat. And we've seen enough of uh, Bobby Dahlbeck, I think, to know what he really is. So I have to call the cops for now, but good news on Duvall could change my outlook on that.
0: Yeah, I, I think for me, too, uh, unfortunately, I'm more leaning on calling the cops because we just don't know what we're getting with some of our our young prospects, some of these guys that don't really have that much service time in the majors. Uh, Tristan Casas is really that X factor for me, still hitting under 200. actually kind of feel like outside of that home run and RBI number that he has right now so far this year, has really kind of, and short sample size, hasn't done enough to to convince me that you know this is going to be okay and, and we're going to do fine in 2023. Uh, again, Terry already addressed the elephant in the room with the Adam Duvall injury. How long is that going to be in play? That will remain to be determined in addition to how many other injuries are we going to suffer? God forbid we have any catastrophic ones like the one uh, that we're actually going to talk about in our next calling the cops or totally legit situation. So Uh, With that being said, Toy Legit are calling the cops with the most recent injury to O'Neill Cruz. Major League Baseball needs to alter the rules of catchers when players slide at home plate. Uh, Is this something that we should be changing Toy Legit or calling the cops? Cody, go ahead.
1: If I'm not mistaken, in years past, they had already kind of addressed this with the whole Buster Posey broken leg situation, right? Um, you know, keep me honest here. That was that was a nasty collision that was back. You know, I don't think there was any regulation into you know if catchers uh, could block the plate or not, and and they made the rule as such to where the catchers had to leave a
0: lane, correct? Yeah, catchers had to leave a lane because if you know you're you're blocking the plate. Buster Posey's injury was actually one of the more gruesome ones in years past. Uh, if, if there's no way for them to, to get there, um, obviously it's going to be a nasty collision. And we've seen quite a few bad ones. I mean, that's, uh, and and some of them are even like, even before getting to the, to the plate, but in this circumstance, do, do you think that major league baseball owes it to the, the players and for player safety, especially those that are really young, O'Neill Cruz, a young star in the making for Pittsburgh, a team that doesn't get that much recognition, but one of the most, exciting shortstops and most electric players do you think that you know we should be changing the rules do you think catchers should be what should we do like is this something that we need to alter again to prevent further injury
1: yeah you know i think you you put it well there and i guess by that definition i would have to say i'm calling the cops because i don't really know what else you can do right if a catcher is supposed to leave a lane maybe he has like a harsher punishment, maybe there's a suspension or some sort of fine or a situation, but like you also have to leave an opportunity for the catcher to make the play, right? Like you can't just say, all right, no place the plate, <laughs> Send them from third, right? There's never going to be a ball thrown to home, which is an unfortunate kind of position to be in. And you never want to see a player get injured. You know, I hope O'Neill Cruz, um, like you mentioned, very exciting exit velocity off the charts, great swing, great shortstop. I hope he makes a, you know, a quick recovery in his, is back to playing baseball uh for the pirates you know he's just a very exciting player to watch um you know and i just i don't really know what you can do right i mean unless like they do for first where you have like kind of like two two different base paths right you know where where they have the opportunity to to run to the outside of the bag uh, of, of sorts but i'm not really sure what that looks like terry what are your thoughts
2: Well, it's it's a very difficult one to define here. Um, I guess for now I'll call the cops. The ball beat Cruz to the plate. The rule is that the catcher can't block the runner's pathway unless he has the ball. Now the ball did beat Cruz to the plate, and I believe he was out. I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I. I I I don't remember. I was more focused on the injury than whether or not the catcher uh, kept the ball. I've, I've only seen the clip once, but I I just, I don't think there was anything wrong there. And I think if Cruz was a little bit more athletic, he could have at least avoided injury by sliding just a little wide of the plate and then tagging it with his hand on the way by. I don't think the catcher really would have had a play on him. If Cruz was that low, But I think, if anything, the umpires could do a much better job of enforcing the rule as it is, as it's defined, and then there's no debate. Before this season, with other rules, like the catcher wasn't supposed to leave the batter's box. He was supposed to leave one foot in, but you would constantly see them leaving the batter's box, and the umpires never enforced it. So... That's one thing they should probably at least take a look at, but I think the rules as they're stated are fine.
0: I'm so torn on this one because I'm a huge O'Neal Cruz supporter. You know, we, we've already talked about his his intensity and passion for the game. If altering the rules for catchers blocking the lane, and Terry, you, you did mention it, the ball did arrive before O'Neal Cruz did, and was there... Was there an, a change that we should make? I think I, I'm, I'm totally legit on this. I think we do need to change some rules. I think that if you are going to commit to a slide, you have to slide X amount of feet before the plate. If if we're not doing that and you're sliding what felt like uh, almost like, a, uh, um, uh, God, I'm, I'm, the word is escaping me, like just last minute, like I think I'm going to slide right now then obviously there's going to be more injuries. It was gruesome. It was bad. I think we just need to establish some, some further rules because I understand where the catcher was coming from because it felt like a late slide and that was not his intention to have a late slide. And the catcher did a really good job of blocking the plate. But was there something that could have been done? Maybe Terry, you're right. Maybe he could have adjusted it or, or kind of went around the plate and tagged and maybe he would have been safe. I don't think it would have mattered. I still think that, you know, given his size, he's six foot seven. This is a freight train coming at you. Um, he's faster than most six foot seven players in, in the majors. I think there is going to be something that gets done because Buster Posey suffered a season ending injury and was not, never really the same after that, except for maybe one season. So if O'Neill Cruz comes back and he's not the same, they're going to do something. It's just what happens when there's a major injury and players don't come back the same. Uh, moving into our third, um, here we go. This should be exciting. Tampa Bay will lead the AL and wins by season's end. Is that totally legit? Are you calling the cops Cody?
1: I think it has to be totally legit. Um, unfortunately for me, I picked the the Toronto Blue Jays to be my AL East pick, and I, I think I actually—oh no—I I picked Houston to come out of the to they come out of the AL. Um, Tampa Bay's got it rolling right now, right? And I don't think anybody on this panel really kind of gave Tampa Bay the credit that they're due. You know, um, I, I think they're a machine of equal potency as the Astros. They just haven't gotten it done in the postseason, right? I think they've been to the World Series, just a. A couple of times versus, you know, the six uh, American League Championship Series that the the Rays have been in consecutively, um, whether it be an opening uh, starting or uh, an opener or a starting pitcher or a bullpen game, whatever you want to call it. The race pitching program has been dynamite. You know, they scrap together um, offense from, you know, timely hitting producing home runs or, or doubles or whatever you need it, they seem to find it. And, I, you know, it's hard to say nine games into the season that they're not the, the class of the, of the American League.
2: Terry? I also will say that it's totally legit. Uh, they're 9-0. and They're very well balanced right now, and per- perhaps they have one of the better... Starting rotations in Major League Baseball, if especially if Zach Eflin pans out to what some people think he can, you have Springs, you have McClanahan, you got Rasmussen. It's just it's a very sneaky, studly rotation, and they've never had the offense to to complement it. And if they can figure that out this year maybe maybe tampa finally wins a world series uh, but for for now i i would say totally legit Wow. Wow.
0: That was, that was bold an even more bold take right there. So just to recap it, Cody, you and I, uh, we, we differed. Everybody had the blue Jays except for me. I said the Yankees, uh, for the wild card for the most part, it was Yankees Astros. Second wild card. We had guardians and rays mixed in there. Andrew and Terry were the only two that mentioned that the rays were going to get a wild card spot. Everybody else just completely let them off. I do think that this is totally legit. I think they have the capability, you know, Terry mentioned maybe a world series run. I don't know if they'll get that far, I, I do think that I, I was foolish by not mentioning the fact that, you know, with a healthy McClanahan, um, Jeffrey Springs has been out of this world, outstanding, just incredible. And Eflin's also doing great. And uh, the sky's the limit for this team. Randy Rosirina hasn't even turned it up yet. So once he starts mashing, this team's going to do even more damage. So that's three in the bag. Um, let's, uh, let's bring this into um, another hot take we got here. So totally legit, calling the cops. Rob reef Schneider is a viable leadoff bat against lefties. Is that totally legit or are you calling the cops?
2: Terry, why don't you take this one away? For now, I have to say it's totally legit. I mean, he's coming off of a very good series against the Tigers, which we saw a couple of lefties had a very good... 2022 with the Red Sox, I think even by the end of the year he was still batting over uh, 300 and a very nice complimentary player to have on your roster. I I think he's still a bench guy ideally, but if you want him off the bench against lefties and, and he can sustain a lot of this damage, I'm fine with it. Totally legit. Cool. Cody, your
1: take. I too have to say, totally legit. When I think about what I want out of a leadoff hitter, right, you know, we've kind of modernized what that definition is recently. You know, guys like Schwarber or Rizzo or uh, Soto, I think, has hit leadoff a couple of times, or Mookie for that matter, guys that can go yard. Um, in my mind, a leadoff hitter is a guy that sees a lot of pitches, works at bats. Um, gets on, gets on base and sets the table. And that's exactly what Russ Hunter has done in in this most recent series. You know, in the first game he took, you know, he saw 19 pitches. And in today's game, he saw 25 pitches, right? You know, that, that allowed Rafi to, to see some pitches, to get the timing down, you know, hit that eventual grand slam Uh, that kind of put the game away early on Saturday and, you know, kind of got the offense rolling a little bit later in the game today. Um, you know, he had I think 3 RBI's and 3 walks in in 2 games, which is which is great. You know, Terry mentioned that he's a uh, an off the bench guy and I do think that's a role that better suits him long term. But, you know, it's another right-handed bat that we can get in the lineup, kind of shake things up. Keep Kike as kind of a floater, put him in, you know, in the bottom half of the lineup to get some production down there. Um, it just gives us a little bit more flexibility and I couldn't be happier with what he's doing in the early season so far.
0: Yeah, I think this is totally legit. I mean, you have to remember that last year he torched lefties and he loved hitting at home. Like he just loved hitting uh, against lefties to the tune of a 359 batting average. And that was one thing that was, I think, talked about last year as well. He He's decent against righties. He mashes against lefties. And that could be an interesting tool for us down the, the line, especially with uh, a pretty pretty gruesome injury, um, which hopefully doesn't sideline uh, Duvall for too long. I mean, you need to get guys on base. And if he can get that done, I'm totally cool with that. So I I think that's absolutely legit. I think that can happen. Um, Here's another one. So totally legit or calling the cops. The last time that both the American League and National League each had 1,500 stolen bases was in 2012. With the 2023 changes to bases, we should see a record number of bags stolen with multiple 40 and 50 stolen bases for multiple players this year. Is that totally legit? Or are you calling the cops, uh, Cody? Want you to take that one?
1: I think it's totally legit. I think stolen bases are are super exciting. You know, the days of Ricky Henderson, I think, are long gone. Right? I mean, he was the greatest to ever do it. But uh, even a guy like Jacoby Ellsbury, who you know would steal 70 bags, or a Juan Pierre. Those are a dime a dozen, but these new rules have made it a little bit easier, freed the guys up on the base pass a little bit more, and I think they're being a little bit uh, more risky, right? They're they're willing to go on counts. Maybe they wouldn't have gone in the past, or they're willing to try to, try, try to get that extra bag. Uh, so I think it would be a really cool dynamic to see back in the baseball game.
0: Terry?
2: I'm sorry. Just so I have it one more time, read that.
0: Sure. So totally legit or calling the cops. So given the fact that the last time that both the American league and national league each had 1500 stolen bases, is it totally legit or calling the cops that we are going to see a record number of stolen bases with multiple leagues, both the American league and national league, having more than one guy with 40 and 50 stolen bases, totally legit or calling cops.
2: Based on what we've seen so far, a young season, there's going to be some adjusting going on and, and maybe pitchers will find ways to rein it in. But I have to say that it's totally legit.
0: Uh, here's the thing. Last year, the Baltimore Orioles, we talked about it earlier this year about, you know, how come we're not able to catch the Baltimore Orioles? They had the two fastest guys in the American league last year, and they had 35 and 34 stolen bases. And that being Jorge Mateo and Cedric Mullins, the national league now has a electric outfielder, uh, an electric Rookie of the Year candidate that everybody's talking about, Corbin Carroll. Corbin Carroll runs so fast, it literally looks like the camera has sped up his running because his legs are going so so darn quick. I definitely think this is totally legit. I think we're going to see multiple, multiple guys with 40 or 50 stolen bases. It's an exciting statistic that Major League Baseball has nerfed, for the lack of a better term, increasing the size of the bases. I believe it was three inches or so. Um will definitely increase that number. You're seeing a lot of plays that were really, really close now that probably would not have been stolen bases this year. So I definitely think it's possible and it's an exciting part of the game, an element of the game that has been gone in recent years. And for a while, we're just seeing the stolen bases numbers just kind of take a dive. Like Cody mentioned, the times of Ricky Henderson are probably over and done with. But my hope is that with this young blood rejuvenation of major league baseball rookies that we have that are stealing a lot of bases that we get to see that statistic come back to life. Uh,
2: Moving into
0: oh, Terry, go ahead
2: one more. Yeah. Just one observation. Um, Reese McGuire had a bad series in Baltimore. We've covered that. We kind of roasted him for it, but it seems like one thing that the runners can use to the advantage is when the pitch count, uh, excuse me, the pitch clock gets down to, 2 seconds the runner ha- uh, the the pitcher excuse me has to pitch the baseball they have to pitch the baseball at that point and if they try to pick the runner off it's a balk so with 2 seconds left to go that runner can take off and basically have 2 free seconds so it, it could be a really bad thing for pitchers to get it that low in the you know, in the count, they might need to get that pitch off around four or five seconds left instead of letting it come all the way down. And perhaps that's what the Baltimore Orioles were exploiting. So that's what gives me a little pause about saying totally legit on that thing. But for now, I, I'm still going to go with it.
0: I think it's absolutely possible. I think the sky's the limit for some of these guys. I think you can see Jorge Mateo and Cedric Moulds both get 40 on that team alone. Um, so it's it's definitely a possibility. I don't know if we're gonna see 60 or 70 like way back in the day, but it could happen. Um, so that's that. our next totally legit or calling the cops. John Schreiber becomes a setup man behind Kenley Jansen. Is that totally legit or calling the cops Terry, why don't you take this one away?
2: I have to say totally legit right now. I think a lot of people expect that to be Chris Martin who is also pitched very well and if that's who Cora wants, then no one's going to argue with that. But Schreiber is continuing what was an extremely impressive out-of-nowhere season. We got him for basically nothing off the scrap heap from either, I can never remember if it was the Tigers or the White Sox. I think it was the Tigers, one of the NL, uh, AL Central teams. But the dude is just, a better revelation and if he's gonna be this consistent he's a bona fide late inning guy whether they use him in that way or not so i'm gonna say it's totally legit what the red sox do that's you know that's up to them but man what what a stacked bullpen we have with his continuance of what he did last year
0: absolutely cody
1: Bringing up what he did last year, I think, is a great way to set the table for how we're going to continue to talk about this individual, right? He's continued on with what was a very stellar 2022 season and and kept that campaign going in 2023. Does he become the bona fide eighth inning guy? I don't know necessarily. And the only reason I'm saying that is I don't know if we're going to get that kind of bullpen um, clarity. Uh, out of this year, it seems like we got a lot of guys that are back there that could throw a seventh inning or an eighth inning or a sixth inning, just depending upon what is needed. I think the only thing that we know for sure is that Kenley's got the ninth inning. Um, you know, is he a guy that when he comes out now, I feel a lot more comfortable and a lot more confident. Absolutely. Uh, so I think he's going to be a bona fide reliever in that regard, but I don't know if he's going to be the, the official eighth inning guy. So I got to call the cops
0: i'm actually going to call the cops on this one as well and here's why there's a there's a reliever that came from the dodgers uh signed as a free agent chris martin five innings of relief so far this year he is leading the team in holds a statistic that for years was really irrelevant last year in 26 games he had a 1.46 era a 0.53 whip that's disgusting he walked one batter in 34 innings that's a number you just don't see anymore. Like one for the number of walks is just incredible. So he statistically does not walk a lot of guys. He doesn't blow anyone away with strikeouts. He's not going to have like a a Craig Kimbrell or you know rookie Aroldis Chapman 2 to 1 K 17.5 to to 1 K9. It's not going to be anything insane, but I do think that Chris Martin has the 8th inning until he loses it. I think the the uh the friendship, the camaraderie, and everything that's gone on, you know, with some of these pitchers and and hitters that have kind of come from the same team and are now playing together again on a new team, also has something to do with that team chemistry. I think that Chris Martin is gonna get that eighth inning nod. And I think that on days that Kenley Jansen is not able to close out games, I think it'll end up being Chris Martin who closes it, with Schreiber supplanting him in the eighth inning only in that circumstance. But right now, I think it's Calling the cops because I think Chris Martin has that ninth inning. Terry, I'm going to let you wrap it up since uh, you started with that one. Anything else you want to add?
2: Well, I mean, I will concede that it's Martin's job right now. I, but, you know, I, I, I'm I questioning whether Schreiber can overtake him for that. And Schreiber did have from start to finish. I Well, I guess he he did kind of get a little bit tired towards the end last year. But overall, he still had the much better season season. Uh, than Chris Martin did, and I don't have it. I think he's pitching right now to a uh, you know a, a one point eight zero ERA. This is Stryber. Um and the strikeouts aren't quite there as they were previously, but I still think he has all the makings of it. If uh, if Cora ever does want to go that route,
0: well, it should be exciting. We're we're gonna have a uh, plenty. Uh, plenty of games left to see what ends up happening and maybe we'll get one or two guys with 30 holds this year. We'll see. The sky's the limit. Uh, I know that we've had some highs and some lows and sometimes the highs are really high and the lows are really low but, you know, nine games in so far we still have another 153 to go so we are going to leave it on that to all of our listeners. We want to thank you and we appreciate you whether you're sending us messages directly or responding to some of our messages on Twitter. We look forward to communicating with you and hearing your thoughts. And naturally, if you haven't already sent us a like and subscribe, we are available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. To all of our listeners, have a great night. Take care.